Welcome back to another True Crime Thailand podcast. This one's going to be a, a little bit different, but I'm going to warn you, every once in a while, I'm going to be covering different themes that impact expat and foreigner life in Thailand. And I want to do it from a different angle. Now, on today's episode, today's show, we're going to be covering expat beef. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Basically, Thailand expats and foreigners, we have a big problem that we really don't want to talk about. But everybody knows in the back of their mind. Everybody sees it every day, or just about every other day. What's happening is different expats have beef with each other. So what am I talking about here? Just the other day, I posted a picture of myself on social media, and almost right away, somebody came up on my post on Twitter and said, this ugly cunt needs to be smacked i mean what would you think if someone wrote that it's a veiled threat really and it's toothless i don't think someone's going to come up and smack me right but it gets at an issue that and it's not just expats in thailand that face this and you know i mean it's common throughout all social media but there is a certain amplification of this within the foreigner community online in Thailand. And you th- you could say it's just on Thai Visa. You could just say it's on Facebook. You could just say it's on social media, Twitter, whatever. But it's out there. And the thing is, the people who are the most positive, who keep it real, who post good stuff, who don't get into the drama... There's a lot of you out there, but overwhelmingly, the people that are out there will engage in drama, myself included, and I will get into mudslinging, and I have in the past. But going back to this person who posted on my tweet just when I posted a picture of myself, he said, this ugly cunt needs to be smacked. Now, I already knew I was ugly. I mean, I've been called ugly since just about the day I was born. I mean, my grandfather, who I spent a lot of time with growing up, used to say I was hatched on a fence post, and that's not a compliment. I mean, they. (laughs) so I have been called every name in the book. This kind of stuff doesn't bother me. But when I did a little digging on who this person... And oh, this person blocked me right away, by the way, on my main account on Twitter. And there's a reason why I'm talking about this. Uh, I have an alt account on Twitter where I do some other true crime writing, which I'll probably talk about here in later episodes. But when I did a little bit digging on this guy, uh, something interesting came up. I found that he was Irish. He identified as Irish. See, I went back on his previous post. See, I do my research. I do my digging. And when I say that, I, I seriously do it. I'll spend hours on something. 
if I need to. And I'll check everything out. So I did with this guy. And I found a previous tweet of his that identified himself as Irish. Now, that was interesting because, see, I've had a problem with an Irish guy threatening me and harassing me and stalking me in the past. And this gives you a little insight into, you know, when you start a project like mine, which was really just for fun. See, I started my project, True Crime Thailand, to uh, build up an audience so I can promote books I'm writing, fiction books, that have kind of like a, a crime thriller type of angle to it, right? But True Crime Thailand kind of took a life of its own. People started enjoying the stories. And I did one story uh, because people requested it of me and they let me know of a scammer that was happening uh, or scammer that was operating on Facebook. This was about six, seven months ago. But the scammer had been operating for a couple of years on Facebook. Basically, he would go on to different buy sell groups on Facebook that were catered towards foreigners. So like Bangkok buy sell, Chiang Mai buy sell. Pattaya, buy, sell, Rayong, buy, sell, you know, you're selling your junk on there. Well, this guy using thousands of different fake profiles, and don't ask me how he's able to get away with this when I can't even use Facebook. Uh, I was banned personally from it just for doing true crime Thailand work. But this guy, he's able to use thousands of different Facebook profiles, what he does is he goes and steals photos of people who are in Thailand and makes fake profiles. He must have a system for it. There's probably techie people who understand how to get away with it under with your own same IP address and, and device and location and stuff. I would figure that Facebook would would figure it out, but apparently they haven't. So he was operating for a couple years, and what he was doing was uh, he would post something like uh, iPhone 10 selling for dirt cheap, you know, 10,000 baht, 15,000 baht, 20,000 baht, whatever it is, you know, half what you would expect to pay or whatever. Uh, you know, the, the missus, the wife is getting a new phone and we need to sell this one or laptop, you know, 15,000 baht. Uh, we're moving and we need to just get rid of it. You know, the kid isn't using this one anymore and we just need to sell it fast thing is you know when you get scammed it's really easy in hindsight to say well it's you know who would get scammed with that it's obviously a fake thing but even myself it's funny because even like about a year and a half ago i almost got scammed buying a laptop from this guy uh, i had seen a post of his on the i think like some like isan buy sell group like i don't know if it was Concan or uh karat or what but I saw a laptop for sale in a buy-sell group, and I was going to buy it, but I live in Chiang Mai, right? Um, so I wanted him to ship it. But then, like, common sense kicked in, and I was like, well, no, I'm not going to send transfer someone money and have them ship it. But when there's a deal, there's a deal. I mean, this is just basic sales psychology. You don't want to miss out on a deal. And it doesn't matter if it looks too good to be true, because you know it just as well as I do. If there's a deal... And you think someone else is going to get that deal. Something irrational takes over your brain. And you just very well might transfer the money. Because the guy's whole pitch. The reason why the scam works is he says transfer the money and I'll send it to you. Can't meet up. You know, I'm out of town. And people transfer the money because they want the deal. It's fear of missing out. 
which is look i want to just say that you know shaming people who have been scammed really is not a good look because if you look at the statistics just about everybody has been scammed at one point or another so it's just not a good look to shame people who have been scammed and say hold oh, who is stupid idiots who would get scammed for that da, da, da. yeah just about every, if you look at the stats just about I mean, 80% of you have been scammed. So if there's five of you in a room, four of you have been scammed. If you're, if you're the lucky one, more power to you. That's fine. Fact is, the guy is a thief. There's a, there was a thief who's been operating in the foreigner community pretty much unchecked for about two years. And nobody was really putting together the pieces because he was operating with different Facebook profiles. So it was kind of genius in a way. The guy had some street smarts and some criminal smarts to do it this way because it's he wasn't operating with his own Facebook profile. So they're like you couldn't really collect like a pattern on the guy. The only pattern was the behavior and it's really impossible for the people who admin and moderate these buy sell groups to stop it because there would be hundreds of different Facebook profiles he's operating on, under. So you don't know which one it's being posted under. And a lot of these groups get so many posts that it's impossible to moderate each one and once a post is up, it just takes one person to bite the bait, right, for it to work. So he was able to successfully scam people for about two years. Now, there was a reader of mine down uh, on one of the islands who runs a legal business for, uh, for foreigners uh, who's pretty smart and savvy guy who's uh, actually given me, fed me a lot of information about different cases and stuff, um, including the uh, shopping mall app scam. I don't know if you remember that. It's something I'll probably talk about in a future episode. But uh, he's been tracking this guy and his behavior for uh, his scams for about two years. Uh, and he was feeding me some information about this guy. Um, someone from my Telegram group had also been scammed by this guy. Really, really good guy. He had been scammed by him. And then a friend of mine in Chiang Mai had also been scammed by him, uh, a guy I know. And one day, one night I met up with him for some beers. We went out to get some beers at this place in Chiang Mai down in Santi Tam, if you're familiar. Uh, and the place really is quite a nice place. It's like a little corner bar uh, with a mix of like Thai and foreigners. Uh, really quite uh nice wait staff uh you know no complaints there if you know what i mean and we met up and he told me what happened and he got scammed over uh, over a purchase for about 14,000 baht and the thing is the scammer kind of got the wrong guy in this in this case because my friend has been living in thailand for over 10 years he speaks fluent thai he has connections with thai police uh, who were handling the case and who did their own investigation. Right. Now, the police kind of hit a roadblock. They traced the scammer's bank accounts to uh, that people were transferring money to, to some accounts in Pitlok, Pilok, Pitsanalok, gold shops. And so the Chiang Mai police went down to these gold shops, but the gold shops didn't have no idea what was going on. They didn't know, they weren't the ones posting. 
So basically, it was like a pretty clever scheme where the person who was scammed would transfer money to these gold shop accounts. And when the gold shop accounts got the money, the scammer would contact the gold shop and say, hey, did you get the money? And the gold shop would then forward gold to the scammer. But the police really, because there was like that one degree of separation, the police really couldn't do anything. There was a roadblock. And there's been an open investigation on the case for some time, but it's really hard to prove what's going on and they weren't able to do anything, even with like a personal contact with this guy who got scammed, my buddy in Chiang Mai, with the police. I mean, he talked to the police online, line app, and, uh, you know, just there was no, the ball just stopped once they got to these gold shops down in Pilo. So the good thing is my buddy, he had uh, audio recordings of the scammer. He had audio recordings of the scammer negotiating the deal on Facebook Messenger audio clips. And he sent them all to me. And I downloaded them and I strung them together with uh, a text uh, transcript of the whole conversations. And through that, we were able to identify like where the guy is from based on his accent. And it was Cork County or County Cork, Ireland, because I guess in Ireland, like it's really like each accent variation is like really easy to pinpoint based on where the guy's from. And then I was told who, what the guy's name is, what his wife's name is, where she works. It was at a Thai bank. He lives down in Patia. So we basically identified who the guy is. I know who the guy is. He's an Irishman who's living amongst us, who scammed millions of bot. He's been doing this for a long time and he continues to do it. Although when I released my, uh, my writing and all the audio clips of this guy, I did publish the audio clips. When I released them, he did slow down. He slowed his role pretty much at that point. He, he stopped posting for a while. He's back at it now. Uh, but what's funny is when I posted that, um, and I got all the information out. It was shared quite a bit. It kind of did the rounds. A lot of people got in touch with me about it. Um, I started to get like, these random threats. And it was pretty transparent because, like, the guy, even though he's pretty street smart, like, he's a, he's a good crook. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's, he has slipped up quite a bit because he, he sent voice messages. So he slipped up with that. He kind of has like this syntax of writing, like he has like a way of writing, like you can kind of identify like just the way he writes, like he misspells certain words, he like uses certain punctuation in a certain way, like he writes his sentences in a certain way. So it's like whenever I get certain threats, like it's pretty obvious who it's coming from, just like the his word choice, and the way he's writing, because I've, I've seen a lot of this guy's writing, etc. So... It's pretty obvious it's from him. I've even gotten emails, like random, these random, like anonymous emails. Let me read one for you. So let me read you this email I got shortly after I released the audio and everything with this guy. It's from a random email. It says, good day, geezer, bit of information for you. I wish to remain anonymous and the information I have obtained 
is from a third party who I trust and who is friends with the scammer. He spends his time now living between Trot and Kochang. He hasn't been living in Patia for 16 months. He is now doing romance scams and is making a lot more money than he was when doing petty scams in the groups. And there's a lot of like misspellings and just like run-on sentences here. Uh, okay, the scammer stopped his scams in the group since December. That's not true. This, the scams are still going after December 2020. The email continues. He sold 1,000 Facebook accounts to another scammer in Patia for 100 baht each. So 1,000 Facebook accounts for 100 baht each, that'd be 100,000 baht. He sold them to a black American. This is all I know, and I believe all of this to be accurate. Well, <laughs> it's pretty obvious it's from this guy. I mean, it's kind of like trying to cover his tracks. Like, he sold all the scammer accounts to a black guy. Right. I'm sure he did. And it even ended with, this is all I know and I believe all of this to be accurate. As if, like, it's going to put me off the trail. It's like, okay. I like how it starts to, good day, geezer. <laughs> See, that's the thing. This guy has, like, a little way with words. And so when he, uh, so going back to like this comment the other day on my tweet, I identified this guy uh, as being Irish through past tweets and the way he, the like vitriol and the just like really just like fast attack on me and saying this ugly cunt needs to be smacked. It's got me thinking, I'm like, it's got to be this guy. I mean, who randomly just says that to somebody? I got overwhelmingly positive response to the picture I posted. Except for this one guy, right? And he blocked me right away. And then I started I started kind of uh, poking him a little bit with my alt account. And I said, oh, I know who you are. I even know your name because I do know this guy's name. I said, you're the, you're the Irish guy uh, from County Cork, isn't it? County Cork, isn't it? <laughs> and, of course, he blocked my alt account, but not before sending a message to it saying, fuck your mother. Sorry for the language. Pardon my French. But this is just a little bit of insight into, you know, me doing stories. I get this kind of stuff. And there's been others, but this has been the one that's been kind of ongoing. Um, this guy is quite a piece of work. But this brings me to my larger point, which is that Thailand is notorious for being nasty, uh, having nasty expats. I mean, thieves, frauds, scammers, killers, really nasty people, right? It's, I mean, we should just get this all out in the open. There's some really nasty pieces of work here. Now, the funny part is COVID's kind of stopped a lot of that from coming in. So the people who are already nasty or who are already here are stuck here. We kind of got to live with them. But there's no new ones really coming. There's a few coming through like the Bangkok hotels and like the Phuket uh program the sandbox the let the litter box down in phuket and there's some good people coming too but the numbers of people coming to thailand let's be realistic before the pandemic in 2019 there was like 40 million people who came in through thailand and now what was it like a few thousand i mean the numbers just don't compare. Like it's overwhelmingly different numbers. Okay, let's, let's just be realistic. 
So, but still, Thailand is notorious for being nasty uh, for for the expat community. And there's like little dramas. And this is kind of like a bigger theme I want to touch upon. There's, there's little dramas that rise up from time to time. You might remember about six months back, there was this guy down on one of the islands. I forget which one. He wrote a trip advisor review about one of the resorts. And it had something to do with they weren't letting him drink. Or I don't even remember the details, to be honest. It was really stupid. The whole thing was stupid. I'm just going to say that. I don't care what side you're on. If you're on the side for the guy that wrote the review or if you're on the side of the guy who sued the guy or took criminal action and uh, said he was going to go to the police about defamation, online defamation, you know, the Computer Crimes Act in Thailand, uh, which everybody threatens. That's that's another thing is whenever there's little spats online, people say they're going to take you to the police uh, under the Computer Crimes Act. I actually know someone who was put into a, a foreigner who was put into a Thai jail over the over the Computer Crimes Act. Believe it or not, that's a hell of a story. But uh, this guy, this guy who wrote the TripAdvisor reviews, apparently it wasn't just one review. It was kind of like he was being an asshole, to be honest. Like he he was writing a lot of reviews, but as someone who understands how the restaurant and bar business works. If you have someone like that, you just report their reviews and you respond. And most people can kind of see like who the better person is. And it's not going to hurt you because it's, it's just like a one-off case. But take, but then if you take it to the next level and try to try to get them in not just civil, but like criminal action for defamation, then it's kind of like you become the asshole in a way. So this really defi now again I don't I think the whole thing is stupid but the guy both people have their points and their merits both people have their shame that they walk away from the situation I bet they're not proud of it I mean do you think like when your mama was raising you that she thought oh Billy oh Jimmy oh Diane you know when you're feeding off her titty that that nourishment is building you up so you can come to Thailand one day when you're a wasteoid and you can be writing these nasty trip advisor reviews or taking criminal action against some guy who was having a beer and you didn't let him have it on your property. Like is, is that's, that's the highlight of your life. That's how people know you. That's like your 15 minutes of fame. I'm sure mama was really proud of that i'm just saying so anyway that's my opinion on it it's the whole thing is dumb right but what's interesting is it kind of divided the expat and foreigner community because from what i saw everyone kind of had a different take on it and it kind of fell into two camps pretty much taking one side or the other and it was it seemed to me pretty split 50 50 which was kind of interesting and this happens quite a bit I see these sort of divisions kind of in a lot of different topics and spheres. Uh, another one, uh, sometimes they center around certain people. One that always is a constant is with Richard Barrow. And people love or hate him. It's just like you, 
people generally are going to have some sort of strong opinion on him. And listen, the guy does a lot of work for people and a lot of people depend on him for information. Sometimes does he kind of go a little bit overboard with his shtick? I think so. But that does that make him a bad person? I don't know. I don't think so. Do I find it a little bit over the top sometimes, the way he does things and communicates? Yes. Do I trust him as a source of information for myself? Not necessarily. I'd rather find information from myself, and I don't want to rely on someone like that. Does he help others? I would say yes. Would I want to have a beer with him? Probably not. You see what I mean? Do I have to get emotional about Richard Barrow? No. I have control over my own mind and emotions. Whenever I'm dealing with any of these issues, at the end of the day, I have control over myself, my mind, and my emotions. And I don't need to make it into this big thing like a love or a hate or taking sides like with this ex, uh, this uh, guy down on one of the islands who wrote these TripAdvisor reviews. It's not even my business. And I think the whole thing is silly. And so this happens time and time again. And I'm not trying to say I'm above the fray. Like, I like to get into this issue, these issues, but at the end of the day, like when I turn off my phone, I've got my world around me. I've got my friends, my people. I've got good food. I've got some a cigar. I have a coffee, and none of that matters. Now, when I turn on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, do I like to get into the mud and sling some? Absolutely. I'm not above it. But I can turn it off and realize how silly all of this stuff is. The problem is people kind of dig in their heels into the mud, and it really seems like they can't get over it. And what ends up happening is there's little like little petty dramas that start to build up. And in one extreme case is like this guy from Patia who has been trying to go after me, stalks me, threatens me, etc. I don't think this guy's going to let up. And he's kind of like my enemy now. Right. But there's like softer versions of this that play out. So like, for example, this is just something I noticed happening on Twitter like about a week ago. Uh, there's a guy writing by Matt who uh, developed some content. He, I don't know what it was about. It's had something to do with the vaccine or COVID. I don't know. I don't pay attention that close to all this stuff. Had something to do with the vaccine, I think. And he came up, he made a presentation or like a meme or something. I don't know what it was. It was some picture. Okay. And he like gave it to the government, which is fine. He's doing that. That's all good. Like more power to him. But then someone, uh, Stickboy Bangkok, who uh, has me blocked, by the way, on Twitter. I don't know why. Maybe I like poked him a little bit too much. But he has me blocked. Okay. Uh, Stickboy shared this content, which he, he had said he got it directly from the government source. If I'm telling the story right. And he didn't. Uh, he didn't attribute the content back to writing by Matt. 
because he took it from the government source, so he figured it was free to share, which is, I think, a reasonable assessment. But writing my, by Matt said that uh, Stick Boy always steals content, and he knew where it came from, and he didn't attribute it, and he always does, does this. And then other people were jumping on board saying Stick Boy is a sex pad account, and it's nasty, and... See, this is this is what's always playing out. There's always these little weird petty dramas, and then people are taking sides as if it matters. I mean, take a big step back. Did the content get lifted? I don't know. Is it going to be tried in a court of law? I probably not. But are we going to take it and into the court of public opinion on on social media and take sides and start flinging mud at people? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And what happens is there's like these little camps that develop. So uh, people are going to like it died down like after a couple of days, but then people are going to remember this. And so next time like Stick Boy does something, he's going to be the sex pad account, which is he? I don't know. I don't know the guy. He has me blocked. I don't even see his content. Does he post pictures of of women? Yes. Does he have takes on other things? I think so. Does he have a helpful website? Actually, yes, he does. Does he help some people with information? Yes. Is he a bad person? I don't know. I don't know him. See? See how easy that is? I don't know the guy. Is he out there making people's lives miserable? I don't know. Is writing by Matt? Is he slinging mud? Is he coming after people with the wrong angle? Sometimes it it might have looked that way to others because there was other people defending Stick Boy. But you see what happens is there's like these camps that start to develop. And see, next time there's an issue with any of these these people, people are going to take sides. Even myself, I start to have my own reaction and thinking about some of this stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I can shut off the social media and start to think, okay, like, does this really impact me? Does it affect me? So... Just time and time again with every issue, like there's just different ways we start to build up these different camps and sides as foreigners in Thailand. And it's really funny if you watch it because it happens without fail. And what ends up happening is there's these little petty dramas that go down and people start to build up these caricatures in your mind of like who other people are, whether it's the sex pat, whether it's the teacher that has no money whether it's the big spenders who you know are independently wealthy who come to thailand and just live like millionaires and look down on everybody else or if it's the backpackers that's the old famous one or if it's the uh you know retired guy with a younger thai woman who is his partner girlfriend or wife and she might take care of him. And people look on that from the outside as if it's a bad thing. But you don't know the situation. You don't know what that guy's doing. You don't know what she's doing or why she's with that guy. With a teacher here who's doing their best to teach people. And they might be making 40,000 baht or 30,000 baht, whatever it is. I don't know. I've never been a teacher in Thailand. I've never, never done it. You know, people have judgments for them. People have judgments for the retired guys. 
because they have a lot of time on their hands and they're going to comment more. People have judgments on the backpackers for for the twat packers, as they say, because they think they're ruining Thailand and and all this jazz. But this is so. As I see these things come up, I'm probably going to cover them in the podcast, and I want to cover specific issues. And thing is, if you want to get on and say your side, I'm happy to bring you on. If you feel strong enough, if you have the conviction enough to get behind your position on any of this stuff, or if you're just talking smack on Twitter or Facebook, that's fine too. But if you feel like it's important enough to get it on conversation and say your side, let's bring it. Bring it on. Because at this point, there's nobody out there who's really having these conversations where it's like, let's get into the mud and see what's really going on. So if you have the conviction enough to stand on your side, for whatever it is, if you're going to be saying, calling people sex pats, let's get on to this uh, podcast and let me hear your reasoning. If you're gonna, if you're a Thailand uh, millionaire, and you look down on people who, like expats and foreigners in Thailand who are cheap Charlies, and you really feel strong enough about that, where you're gonna keep saying that online. But you don't have the conviction to get on this podcast. I'm going to say you're a coward, and you don't have the and you you don't have the conviction in your life. You might have money, but you don't have no conviction. Same thing goes with any of it. If you're going to come on and uh, talk down to backpackers, I want to hear your reasoning. And if you can't do it, then maybe for a moment reconsider what you're doing online. And I don't say it like in a way like I'm your mama or anything like I'm going to be watching you. But at a certain point, like the expats in Thailand kind of have a reputation and we kind of have to own up to it because everybody knows, like if, if they're expat in Vietnam, everybody knows how the expats in Thailand are. Why is that? Our rep, the reputation precedes itself and it might not be you, 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 you listening, you probably are stainless. You probably have done no wrong. You are sinless. You are without guilt or shame. Because everything you do online is kosher, which is fine. I'm glad. But I know there are plenty of you who engage in this kind of behavior. And I think it's human nature. We get kind of wrapped up into it. We join the crowd. We, we pick sides. And I do too. But I want to start to get into dig a little bit deeper. So like when this stuff comes up, when these little squabbles come up and we start picking sides, I want to start to have conversations and hear people out because I think it's the one way to take steam out of it. And so we can start to understand each other and start to understand what we're doing and perhaps turn the tide a little bit on expat beef. And so that's the show for today. There's going to be more of this. Don't worry. I have interviews lined up. I still have more information to get out about Chuck, of course. I've got other murder stories. I'm going to start to go back in time. I'm going to be covering like black magic murders. Like there's like there's like 10 of these murders I found from Thai history that had to do with like black magic. I'm going to be covering uh the Chinese mafia. The Ang Yi the triads in Thailand and their history. I'm going to be covering murder mysteries, foreigner disappearances and suicides. 
I'm going to be covering a lot of stuff. I'm going to be covering the narcotics trade in the Golden Triangle. And I'm also going to be covering the expat beef because this is our daily experience on social media and it's time we talk about it. So I'm signing off for now.